Gray. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. Global Venture and Ararat together approaching the corner. In behind them, Hang Dynasty, Dawning Princess is nice and handy. At the helm, trapped off the track, Xanadu sweats on a run. Mr Noddy just behind them. Global Venture heads for home, the leader. Global Venture in front, Dawning Princess on the outside. She loomed up and grabbed the front, Dawning Princess. She's a half in front of Global Venture, Ararat, Mr Noddy. But Dawning Princess, too strong, wins three quarters. Dawning Princess beat Global Venture, Mr Noddy third, then Ararat. Daunting Princess taking out the final event at Thangul last Saturday for Adam Sewell as part of a riding double and trainer Mary Hassam as we welcome you to Bushbeat for another week here on Radio Tab, rounding up all of the country news. Good morning from Tony Clements joining you this week. Without my partner in crime again this week, but we hope to have Rob Luck back with us next week. He was out of hospital yesterday, recuperating and recovering at the moment following his uh, recent operation. And Rob, we wish you a speedy recovery and we miss you on the show. Look forward to having you back with us perhaps next week all things going well lots of news coming up on the show today as we look back at that thangul program shortly we're also going to recap what happened at the atherton meeting on the weekend and a look at home hill as well for the burdekin race club program from saturday and we're also going to look ahead to a big weekend and a big month coming up for the kangaroo island racing club in south australia tim edwards is going to join us with mark turner the president of the ki racing club on Bushbeat this morning. Those dulcet tones you heard at the start of the show belong to our first guest, Darren Walker, is with us to look back at the Thangul Race Club program on the weekend with some news out of that. Good morning, Darren. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm well this morning. How are you doing? Good, mate. Good. I mentioned Adam Sewell with a riding double at the program. Talia Fenland's no stranger to multiple winners as well. We uh, quite often report on Talia picking up doubles here, there and everywhere, like she had a double at the Rockhampton Tab program Tuesday of last week and then followed up with a double there on the weekend. But I think one of the biggest stories that comes out of the seven-race card at Thangul on the weekend was an apprentice riding her first race winner. That's exactly right, Tony. I think one of the highlights of the day was uh, Olivia O'Donnell riding her first winner there on Last Armageddon. In only her seventh race ride, uh, last Armageddon, he started the $3 favourite, and it was a good ride there from Olivia. She bounced him out quickly. He settled third on the fence behind uh, the early speed of Eric Cobra and Music Scene, and he only had to go around one horse in the straight, and Olivia, Olivia rode him hard hands and heels to the line to grab American Genius right on the wire, and the ever-consistent Raiden wound up in third, but... It was great to see Olivia riding her first winner for Craig Smith, who she is apprenticed to. And I'm sure there's plenty more to come, judging on her performances there on Saturday. I saw a lovely post from the Smith Racing Stables on Facebook on the weekend, uh, paying tribute to Olivia with her first win there. And uh, just reading it straight here from the post, saying, who is the new apprentice, you might ask? Let us introduce Olivia O'Donnell to the racing scene. Olivia has been putting in the hard yards for the last seven months with the stable to get her jockey licence and was having her seventh race ride. And after a close second on him last start, uh, she hit the line, making it uh, win number 11 for last Armageddon and, importantly, win number one for Liv. So congratulations on your first winner. And I'm sure, as you say, Darren, won't be the last for Liv. She's uh, been getting plenty of wraps from, uh, from uh, different uh, folk around the racing circles. And as we often say for apprentices, you never forget your first race winner. <laughs> That's exactly right, Tony. No, as I said, it was, a, it was a very good ride and she showed plenty of composure. She didn't get too excited there towards the end when he did hit the front in the shadows of the post and 
no, all honours with her. It was a good effort. Good representation from the Roma Stables there at the Thangdul program on the weekend. But the first race was taken out by the Emerald Base, Glenda Bell. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, actually, Glenda Bell, she had the first winner. That actually was Talia Fenland's first winner of the day. Um, it was a good effort, actually, from the outside alley. He shared the lead. He was able to tough it out to defeat Mashani Rebel, who ran on gamely over the concluding stages, and more than likely who shared the lead in the early stages, and he boxed on well for third. But Sweet as he started the $2.80 favourite and put up a strong on-pace performance to take out the opener. Tell us about moving day's win in the second for John Rudd and Scott Rogers. Yeah, it was a good effort. He drew the inside alley and he took full advantage of that gate. He, he led clearly in the early stages. He, he was approached, uh, sorry, challenged approaching the corner, but he kicked very strongly in the straight to score by one and three-quarter lengths from Toy Whitty, who battled on gamely and Bagger Twisties wound up in third. But a strong performance there from moving day, who, if anything, was getting away from them again on the line. Now, Adam Sewell's first winner of the day came up in race three on Murano Magic for John Manselman. But the I think it's the, the big thing to highlight out of this, Darren, is the, the name of the race, the TRC Tab Meeting, 28th of February, Maiden Plate. That's going to be a fantastic day for the Thangul Race Club. It certainly is. That's our next meeting coming up. That's, as you mentioned, the 28th of February. It's the first TAB meeting here at Thangul. There's seven races set down and we're all looking forward to it that's for sure yeah the uh, the club looks uh looks forward to a big day like that and especially a first in in that sort of regard but i have to say looking at some of the uh, the footage there through uh the racing queensland and on the bit live coverage on saturday the track looks in perfect order at the moment yeah we have been quite fortunate with uh persistent rain in the last well couple of months really it's really made the track out there look a picture and they're a very hard working committee and uh Hopefully, it'll all come together for a great race meeting there on February 28th. Look forward to that. Tell us about Murano Magic beating more than charged than you bet I do. Yeah, Murano Magic. She started the $2.30 favourite, and it was a tough performance from her, actually, Murano Magic. She was only having a third race start. She was able to wear down more than charged, who looked to have pinched a winning break at the top of the straights. And the Glenda Bell trained you bet I do was a half length away in third. Another good run in that race actually come from the fourth place getter, a lighter. It was probably eight lengths off the second last horse at the 800 metre point. Just showed no early pace at all. But she ran on very well to be beaten less than a length. So it could be one to follow in the next couple of runs. We mentioned last Armageddon's win in the Open for Liv O'Donnell and Craig Smith. So on to the next Roma trainer to salute. Benny Walden had uh, Parangus uh, take out the right out racing benchmark 50 race five. Yeah, it was one of the best performances of the day, I thought, coming from Parangus. He drew 11 out of 12. He settled a clear last and circled the field from the 600-metre point. Came with a sustained run to defeat Bonville, who also ran on gamely from well back, and Deck of Aces, who wound up in third place. But it was a strong performance from Parangus. He carried the 61.5 kilos, and he scored with plenty of authority. Oh, just having a look through the uh, the results, gee, you had some co uh, some uh, good uh, tight racing there on Saturday. I think the biggest margin was something like a length and a half, length and three quarters. And, uh, yeah, Parangus winning by a length over Bonville there. Talia Fenland's next winner came up with Warrigal Lad in race six. Yeah, that was the second Warrigal Lad. And he was impressive at only second race start. He settled back in fourth place in the early stages. And although racing a little greenly in the straight, there was a lot to like about how he hit the line to defeat Tuanaki Creek, who's not far off a win, and Russ Muss, who ran on well to get third. But by the way, Warrigal Lad attacked the line. I'm sure he'll be winning again on that performance. And as we heard at the top of the show, Daunting Princess took out the last.
Yes, yes. She's building quite a uh, record here at Angul Daunting Princess. Uh, she's only had the three starts here now for two wins in a second. She settled just off the pace in the early stages and came with a well-timed run to defeat Global Venture, and a, who was very brave, and likewise Ararak, as they both fought on gamely after sharing the lead. But as I said, Daunting Princess, she certainly races well here, and there's definitely more wins in store for her. As we've touched on, next meeting for the club comes up with that tab meeting, the inaugural Thangul tab card on the 28th of February. Just give us a, a little bit of a background on the Thangul club. How often do you race each year? We race about seven times a year and uh, our cup meeting is always the second Saturday in September, Thangul Cup. And as I mentioned, it's a hard-working committee and plenty of uh, people out there helping around the place. Actually, it was good to see on Saturday the first two races were actually thank-you races. And a special mention there to Kath Ross and Eamon Devine. Uh, they had the opening two races on the card named after them. Kath Ross is the course curator and constantly by her side is her grandson, Eamon Devine. And they both get through an enormous amount of work for the club. And I think it was fitting to see the opening two races named as thank yous for their hard work and dedication to the club. We always applaud uh, race clubs on Bushby, especially when they have their memorial days. It's so important to remember who has put in the hard yards and made sure that the club has remained successful over the years. I think it's just as important to have these kind of thank you events like that. It's only a small thing, but to have some kind of acknowledgement like that with a race name, it's it just means so much to the people involved. Yeah, you're certainly right. And as I said, uh, it was a fitting tribute to... Not just those two, but there's a lot of people out there who work very, very hard behind the scenes and uh, no, it was a great day's racing. The uh, the track itself, I suppose, for, for those that aren't familiar with Thangul and they're thinking, well, I know it's somewhere in the in the middle of Queensland. Give us a little bit of a geography lesson. Oh, we're about oh, 120 k's inland from Gladstone, roughly. Um, the track itself is around about 1,700 metres round. It's quite a spacious track. Gives most runners every chance. It's a little bit over 200 metres the straight, but uh, as I said, it, most starts are pretty good starts and every runner gets their chance. Well, as I said, the, uh, looking at the footage there on the weekend on the, uh, the race coverage, the, uh, the track looked like it was an apple pie order. And yes, counting down to that big meeting coming up on the 28th of February, I think it's going to be another one of those little hidden jewels that we have in Queensland racing. And it's wonderful to see the expansion of some of the tab tracks like this. Yeah, no, that's exactly right, Tony. And uh, it's all, station, all stations go and uh, hopefully we get good fields and plenty of patrons out there. Fingers crossed uh, for a big day coming up on the 28th of February. Darren, thanks for joining us on Bushbeat this week. No problems. Thanks, Tony. Darren Walker looking back at the Thangul program and, yes, looking back, looking forward, uh, 28th of February for their inaugural tab meeting coming up there at Thangul. Into the straight, and it's Hard Yager. Straightened up for Kristen Swaffer, led by about three-quarters of a length. Moving up sharply is Evil Eye Mac. Fanks is battling away on the inside, and now Solomon trying to work into it. For, for going to the lead here, though, is Evil Eye Mac. Evil Eye Mac in front. Hard Yager trying hard. It's Evil Eye Mac in front for Lacey Morrison and Evil Eye Mac. Goes to the line, beats Hard Jaeger. Solomon third, they were followed by Toff Rocks. And the last one to get in was Fanks. Evil Eye Mac taking out the Tom English Memorial Open at Atherton on Saturday with uh, Lacey Morrison in the saddle there, as you heard Bluey Forsyth mention in the call. Trained by Nicole Homan, one of the uh, five race winners there on the weekend. No multiples to speak of with uh, five jockeys and five trainers sharing the honours. And Peter Rowe, our North Queensland correspondent on Bushbeat, joins us again this week to look back at what happened there at Atherton on the weekend. Morning, Pete.
Morning, Tony. How are you? I'm well this morning. How are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Nice warm day again up here and looks like we got a bit of sun, so typical Cairns summer weather starting to heat up again. Well, it's probably better than what the other alternative usually can be come January when you're starting to batten down the hatches and worried about cyclones with uh, cute names like Tiffany and Seth and things like that looming over the horizon. Yeah, but it's Oh, I tell you what, it's it's worth it. You put up with those things, and it's a pretty good place for the country to live in. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about Evil Eye Mac. That was a very nice win, by the looks of things, there for uh, for Nicole Homan, uh, defeating Hard Yager and Solomon. Yeah, he's, he's just a changed horse, Evil Eye Mac. He um he went to Nicole. Uh, I think it was rating 52 when she got him. He's won three. He went to Brisbane for the Battle of the Bush final, and he was outclassed down there. But he gave the owners an absolute thrill and. It was good to see him back in winning form. He, he run a ripper um, the start before at Mariba, and he was back from 62 to 55 kilos, which is a huge drop. He's not a mobile big horse. And um, there was plenty of speed on. Hard Yaga got taken on in front by Banks, and it set it up for Evil Mac. And, um, yeah, he got the job done for Nikki Homan. She's only got a small team. She does a really good job, Nicole, and her and Lacey get the best out of this horse. Um, Hard Yaga was brave. He fought on well for second. He's in good form. And Solomon... He's racing a lot better too. Bruce he was wrapped with his run, so there's a, a win around the corner for him shortly as well. When you mentioned about Evil Eye Mac making the trip to Brisbane, that's no mean feat to do that all the way from North Queensland down to the southeast corner and then go back again and come back into to racing form like that because it's not exactly a short trip, is it? No, it's not. It, um, he, he went down. Nicky was 50-50 about taking him, and the owner said, when are we ever going to get a chance to have a city runner again? So they went down. Unfortunately, he did run last in, in the final, but he, he got caught out off the track, and he, he gave him an absolute thrill. He's had a bit of a freshen up now, and he's that was his fifth start back on the spell, and um, he's on the improve. And I reckon there's a couple of nice country races around for him as well. I think he'll be winning plenty of more races this prep. Now, the day started off with the benchmark 50 over 1,200 metres and Noor Yardi and Fred Whelans are an old combination that have combined for plenty of winners. They were able to do that with uh, Ari Zamore. Yeah, it kept kicking and kept kicking. It was um, very questionable at the 1,200. It's it's a very quick, fast little gelding and he mixes his form no end. He won at Cooktown really well and then since then his next three runs were pretty plain. Um, but he got to the front or sat outside the leader and um, got to the front on the point of the turn and they came at him from everywhere. Like it, they all had their chance to run him down and they just couldn't. So he was too good. First slip, it's a perennial place getter. It gets home and can get home and run second, I reckon, in the open if you let it. Um, it's always going to win a race. And, and when it does, I think it'll go on with a couple. And Super Dancer for Boots Kilroy, it's um, come back in good form as well. Um, it run nice third and I think... It'll head probably in the style of the Class B down there. I think it'll be pretty hard to beat something like that. Favourite backers on good terms with themselves, with Magnate taking out the second? Yeah, another one from the Ricky Ludwig stable that's got plenty of upside. Um, it got beaten at the Tabs last start, but since, other than that, it's had another other three runs has been 1-1-1. One, one, one. So Ricky gets the best out of these written tycoons, and it was far too classy. It carried the 60 kilos, and it toyed with them, beat high advice, um, Another honest horse runs plenty of placings, and I think in the right race it can win one. And Trigger, it was good to see him back into some form of form. He he showed plenty of abilities. There's plenty go wrong with him, Trigger, but he's a very, very nice horse. And I think if he keeps going the way he is, he'll be winning some races this prep as well. We've mentioned Evil I Mac winning the third, which takes us on to the Spa Melanda Maiden Plate Race 4 over the 1,000. And uh, this one for apprentice Rachel Shred and, uh, Rachel Shred and trainer Alan Holmes. Yeah, it was a catastrophe of a race. It was pretty much the first well, first and third horse were 
10, 15 lengths in front, everything else got cleaned up. Um, Sun Dingo came out bucking and put um, Decaf and Smart Sphere out of the race completely. And, and to an extent, she's a Cindercopped a bit of a check as well. So um, Revolu's and out there cleared away. Revolu's was able to keep kicking and finally get a win it deserves. She was in the run of the race. I thought she made up many, many lengths to run second and out there first up in the north and a, a fair race for third as well. It's uh, often the story behind the race where if you haven't seen the replay or something like that, you look at the uh, the margins there and you think three quarters by two, the margins, but then you see, yeah, fifth and sixth running 13 and 15 lengths behind the winner. There must have been something that happened there, but as you touched on, uh, just a, a, one of those sort of races, I guess. Yeah, it was a hold-your-breath moment, that's for sure. I thought Kristen and Dad were coming down. I thought Smart Fear was a goner, but she kept herself on her feet, so that was good. The uh, final event was the Big Pub Melanda, cutest benchmark 55. Mystery and Magic saluting here for Stephen Wilson and Roy Chalemi. Yeah, it was bounced back to form. It was a class horse in the race, but, um, you know, had a form behind higher realm and horses like that in its early three-year-old years and snuck into a, a benchmark 55 with 60 kilos. So it was a good win. Philly Slater ran an honest race and ginger beer. It was good to see him back into some form for third. That uh, tidied up the five-race program there at Athen on the weekend. What's coming up for North Queensland Racing, Pete? Uh, Townsville this weekend for the tabs, and then a busy weekend. The f- next weekend, we've got Townsville Friday, Innisfail Saturday, Bowen Sunday. So plenty of racing in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's really going to be hectic. It's great to see Bowen uh, getting a, a t- another tab meeting like that. As I was saying with Darren, talking about Thangul's inaugural tab meeting coming up, I think Bowen's one of those tracks. It's one of those little hidden jewels in amongst the, the Queensland country courses, and it's great to see them getting more tab meetings. It is, and I, I've never been there to race. I've stopped in there with on the way to Mackay, but I think I might make my debut down there next week. There's plenty of good races and good prize money, so um, we'll probably head down with a couple. All right, well, we'll look forward to uh, catching up with you in the weeks ahead as we uh, uh, count through our way through 2022. All right, thanks, Dave. Good on you, Peter. Peter Rowe there joining us to have a look at what happened at Athens on the weekend. A quick look at what is coming up on the calendar. Fairly quietish this weekend, but mostly because of the Australia Day holiday coming up next week. Uh, tab meetings coming up this Thursday at Rockhampton. Uh, racing at Dolby with a tab program for, at Bunya Park for the uh, Dolby and Northern Downs Jockey Club. Saturday, yes, we have the uh, the tab program at Townsville, as Peter mentioned there, and also a tab card at Gatton for the uh, Lockyer Race Club. Lockyer Valley Turf Club, in fact, racing there. Uh, the Gold Coast Turf Club race on Australia Day at Bow Desert, at Aquas Park, Bow Desert. Bow Desert uh, held the tab meeting on Australia Day. The non-tab card is going to be at the Kilcoy Race Club. And I heard uh, David Fowler mention yesterday on Press Room about that meeting coming up. Traditionally, they would run their uh, Kilcoy gift. I guess if you like their uh, version of the stool gift where they have the, uh, the humans running down the track, well, they're going to hold that off until their cup meeting later in the year because of COVID restrictions at present. But we wish Con Searle and all of the crew at Kilcoy all the best for Australia Day coming up on Wednesday. Uh, tab program Thursday, January 27th at Rockhampton. As uh, Peter mentioned, tab racing at the Townsville Turf Club on Friday the 28th. Looking ahead to uh, Saturday the 29th of January, the non-tab card will be at the Bundaberg Race Club. Also that weekend, uh, Innisfail Turf Club are racing and then that tab meeting, as Peter mentioned, Bowen Turf Club coming up on Sunday the 30th of January. So as things are still fairly warmish, especially uh, around the, uh, the northwest, central west and southwest of the state, there's, uh, light on, we are light on for racing action, but uh, certainly some great uh, tab cards coming up over the coming couple of weeks or so. On to the home bend now with 2.50 left to run. Travis just in front of Diamond Country, out wide, sound of sleep, making a good run, tell everybody hugs the fence when they turn 
third for home into the straight now Travers the leader tell everybody goes up on the fence and it now takes the lead on the outside sound of sleet and diamond country but tell everybody near the insides in front tell everybody's pulling out plenty and Bonnie Thompson drives it to the line to win tell everybody wins from either Travers or sound of sleet and right behind them was Salentis and they were followed next in by Academy Hill then came diamond country cheeky reward Havana sunset and catmosphere Tony Wode there with the call of the final race of the Burdekin Race Club program at Home Hill on the weekend. And we highlight that one with the return to the saddle for Bonnie Thompson uh, with the dual licence. Bonnie trains and rode the winner, Tell Everybody, the uh, Your Song Mayor, to victory there in the uh, Happy Times benchmark 60 handicap, defeating Travers by length and sound of sleet just in behind in third. Rick McMahon rode a double at the program there and there was a uh, breeding double. I can't let the show go without a little bit of breeding news on behalf of Rob. Sidereus uh, sired a double with the uh, winners of races three and four, but back to Rick McMahon. His first win came up in the welcome back open plate on Marino for trainer Wayne Pomfret, defeating Night Attire and Our Recipe. And then uh, Rick was able to follow it up on the Jim Jackson train five o'clock somewhere in the Class B over 1,000 metres in a narrow finish over My Boy Tickets and Ready Mr Music. The other Sidereus uh, trained uh, winner was the uh, four-year-old mare final crime for trainer Ian Shaw and jockey Carl Spry, winning the Let's Cheer Cutest Maiden Plate, defeating Sunny Excels and Bosuka. The opening race of the program is the only one I haven't mentioned there, and it was the Happy New Year Benchmark 55 with the Burdekin Race Club celebrating their first meeting back. And uh, Graham Cleesey combined there with Claire McCann on Amathon defeating Combatant Daru and Pleasure Bomb. Rick McMahon with a riding double and a breeding double for Sidiris with uh, five o'clock somewhere and Final Crime taking out a couple of races there at the Burdekin Race Club on the program. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat. We switch our attentions to South Australian racing now on Bushbeat. Sejuna Racing Club were in action on the weekend. It was Sejuna Cup Day and the Sejuna Foreshore Hotel. Sejuna Cup was the first leg of the Bill Holland Series, taken out by Chon Cape, trained by Brian Lear and written by Felicity Atkinson as part of a uh, double for that combination. Uh, Brian and Felicity uh, combined with the first race winner with Get Around Him, but back to the Cup. Chon Cape, uh, successful over Give Peace a Chance and Lady Conquistador. Their other winner, Get Around Him, was able to take out the 1,000-metre uh, maiden plate, de defeating Sabuki and Lorraine's Flojo. Other winners on the program, the Benchmark 58, went to the Mick White-trained Wall Cheval, written by Callan Murphy, beating 1,000 degrees by a length and three quarters, and Sassy Manoeuvre running into third, three lengths back. The feature sprint was the benchmark 64 over 1,200. Just a field of three, the Tony Hattie-trained Amani Farasi was successful, written by Michael Vassallo, defeating Festival of Light and Tanner. David Tootle had a riding double on the card. His first win came up in the benchmark 52 trophy race on a well-known for Wayne Brown, beating Artful Tipa and Alcamel. And David's other winner wrapped up the card. The last event on the program was the uh, benchmark 52 trophy race over 1,600 metres, and the Trevor Montgomery trained JPB successfully in a tight finish over its Magic and the Leprechaun. We'll be following the uh, Bill Holland series uh, right throughout uh, the uh, series in South Australia with some of the non-tab cups coming up. But there's a uh, big program coming up this weekend. And Tim Edwards has more for us on Bushbeat this morning. Yeah, thanks, Tony. A kangaroo island that's come around very fast, hasn't it? Um, 12 months has goes pretty fast these days. And... Uh, we've, of course, got the uh, the non-tab program at Kangaroo Island this weekend, uh, being on Saturday. And, of course, the carnival is coming around really fast. It's uh, less than a month away now on the 17th of Feb. 
uh, is day one. And, of course, the 19th of Feb is day two. And we've got Mark Turner, the president of the Kangaroo Island Racing Club, online now. And he's about to talk all things Kangaroo Island. Uh, good morning to you, Mark. Yeah, good morning, Tim. And here we go again, eh? Twelve months to scoot it along, hasn't it? Oh, it has. It has. And um, uh, so much has happened, I guess, over the last 12 months. And we prepare for our first meeting this weekend. It's, of course, as we said, a non-TAB program. But yeah. um, obviously, uh, patrons are allowed on course. And uh, all systems go for this weekend. All systems go. We've got a maximum capacity this weekend, Tim, of 1,000 people. I think the old word COVID might have scared a few people. But um, great uh, horses are already booked on the boat to come over for the non-TAB on Saturday. So we're looking forward to see what the nominations look like tonight and get them all housed and, and raced and get ready for um, February. Yeah, of course, we had record numbers last year at the Carnival. Um, and again, we're hoping for it again this year. We'll talk about the February part of the uh, the KI Carnival shortly. But leading up to this weekend, Mark, having a look at the forecast, there is a slight chance of some heavy rain Friday and Saturday. So how's the track looking right now? The track is magnificent, Tim. Uh, Mick Zander, our curator, just lives out there and loves it. He likes to put on a good track for the non-TAB meeting just so the trainers can have a look at it, the jockeys have a look about it and then go back and brag to Adelaide how good a track it is. So it is a little quiet achiever, Mick, to get a great track. Mm-hmm. Uh, rain, yeah, I beg the differ a little bit. It's saying that okay. we've all got our bits here. It's not going to be that bad, 23, 24 degrees. A little bit of rain, but not a lot in it by by all accounts, and hope that's the way it is. The track can take a little bit more rain. Mick's monitoring that as we speak. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been to Kangaroo Island where it has rained, but um, hopefully that forecast is wrong for the weekend and can steer clear of Kingscote. Um, for those people who want to come over on Saturday, Mark, um, the boats will be running, of course, with Sea Link. Um, what's the best way to get in contact with them? Well, the only way and, and, and the best way is, Tim, is the old 13, 13 01. Ring C-Link Direct, um, and they'll get you on. Things are filling up quite quickly. So you want to do a, a day trip or whatever, yeah, please get on to C-Link as soon as you can because I said um, the, the boats do uh, f- fill up and book out quite early, Tim. Yeah, of course, and you can go over and back. If you just want to go over for the races on Saturday, you can go over and back in the one day. You can get on a 9 o'clock ferry and, and get home late that night at about the 7.30 ferry if you That's just want correct. to go over for, yeah. for the day. And, of course, there'll be, uh, there'll be tab facilities there to, to bet on the interstate racing at Morfordville back in Adelaide and, of course, interstate racing as well. Uh, bookmaker facilities and lots of food and wine available there on course too, Mark. All will be available. And, unfortunately, this is going to be our first meeting for about 30 years. Tim, we won't have good old Terry Lillis here with us anymore. Yes. passed away earlier. Um, mm. So we're just waiting on confirmation what's happening there. Um, but we've got the other couple of bookmakers there that are coming. Got the TAB van there ready to go. Food, wine, bars open, uh, grass is green, umbrellas and chairs will be up. Um, let's have a great day. Let's have a great day. Yeah, well, that's Saturday, of course. And yeah, you mentioned Terry. Uh, he's been coming there as long as I have been, so and probably yes. longer. So, um, yeah, well, he will be missed, and no doubt the club will uh, pay respect to him on the weekend. Um, let's talk about this big carnival in February. It's the 17th, it's a Thursday, and the 19th, yep. which is Cup Day on the Saturday. Now, tell Absolutely. us what's, uh, what's planned leading towards that, Mark. Well, it's all happening once again. We're just going to lead up, lead up, get the grass green, and hope we have a good TAB here next weekend so we can show it off to all those trainers that can come back in, in, in February. Hopefully, we can get some record nominations again. We've just finished complete building, Tim, 22 brand-new stables. 
Um, mm-hmm. After our influx of horses last year, we took it on, on our own, and the club and volunteers built 22 brand-new, very lovely-looking stables, night stables they are, so we can take on many, many horses. So, Tim, with that, it's just, it, it's just going bigger and bigger and better. Yeah, so C-Link will be the way to get over there again. Now, there are packages still available for the uh, the Cup Day? Absolutely. The only thing we've got there, Tim, is the long lunches booked out. Um, that's just one of those ones that always gets booked out fairly early. Marquees uh, are virtually booked out. But just to do a day trip, grab a chair and a table on the lawns. Yeah, give C-Link a ring on the 13, 1301. Talk to the um, booking agencies and the marketing people at C-Link and I will uh, point you in the right direction. Yeah, now the other thing last year was pre-booked tickets only. Is that going to be the situation again this year? Exactly the same as last year, Tim. Yeah, we've only got a COVID management plan of 2,500 people. So it's all pre-booked Then we know what's going on. So 13.13.01 is the C-Link number. They will be the booking agency, the only booking agency that will, that will get you on the course. Um, but the only thing we're on top of that, Tim, of course, is the double vax. Racing SA mm-hmm. have put in the double vac, so you might be asked to show your double vac certificate on your phone or paper copy at the gate and randomly check during the day. Yeah, of course, they are the rules with uh, Racing SA here at SA. You must be double vaxxed to be on course as from now, so uh, that will be a requirement. Now, for those people who are coming for the week, Mark, um, what's there to be done on the in-between day, the Friday, the 18th? Of course, there's normally something happening in town. Yeah, look, unfortunately, Tim, once again, we've had to cancel the um, Calcutta because of numbers and people and COVID. Uh, the Ozone's having their own private shows this year uh, on the Friday night, Thursday night. And, of course, they have a bit of a wind down on Saturday night at the Ozone Hotel. Uh, Dudley Wines will be having the intermission on the Friday and having a bit of a, a recovery day on the Sunday. So there's plenty of happening. There's plenty to see. KISS has come on board as a a major sponsor this year. They were having a show out there on Friday night as well at their place at KISS. Um, and it's called the KISS Long Lunch now, the Kangaroo and Spirits Long Lunch. So they've come on board. So we hope everybody can come over and support all these sponsors of ours. It would be fantastic. And people who do want to stay, I guess Sealink's the best place to contact as far as what is accommodation is available still? Yeah, you can get on that. Of course, you can do whatever you want there, as in all the booking.coms and whatever, the hotels at the Ozone Hotel would be the best one to get a bed right in the heart of the city. Mm. So you can give the Aurora Ozone a phone call there, Tim, and see if you can get a bed for the night. Uh, Once again, it is filling up quite quite well. Um, We've had some remarks come back from the streets that things are starting to pick up and starting to get booked out. So if you can get onto the Ozone or just get on booking.com to find yourselves a house, or a better uh, at the Ozone would be the best way to go. Yeah, and I guess we just need the support of the trainers and jockeys like we had last year. It was a phenomenal effort last year. And I think what we learned from last year, Mark, is we walked away from the Cup Day meeting, which we had record numbers all day, uh, COVID capacity, the track played really fairly. And I think everyone who went home that night on the boat were talking how highly uh, rated that track was last year. So I think trainers will be filled with confidence about yes. bringing their horses back over for the two days. And we've got a bit of a reputation there now, Tim, to hold up, so we want to keep mm. it there. And instead, the um, racetrack is like Lady Morfittville at the moment. Um, it's absolutely magnificent, um, and everything's just going well. And after the, you know, we've got to back up from last year, and I think a lot of people have rebooked within getting home off the boat from Kangaroo Island and just rebooking again. So that's great confidence for the club. Yeah, it certainly is. It's going to be a wonderful two days again, Mark. Of course, we're 
We're talking about uh, the Kangaroo Island Cup Carnival. That's in February, February 17 and 19. But for those people who are looking to do something this long weekend, or it's not a long weekend, Wednesday's the public holiday, but yeah. for those people who want to get over to Kangaroo Island on Saturday, uh, stay over if you can, enjoy the uh, the hospitality. But if you want to go over and back on the same day, you can do that with Sealink. Contact them directly. And we look forward yeah. to getting back on the island this weekend, Mark. Can't wait for it. And then closing up there, Tim, I believe this, you've just completed your 20th year. It'll be 21 mm. years coming to Kangaroo Island. What another achievement from a great racing man. Yeah, well, 21 years, it goes around fast, doesn't it? And uh, looking Absolutely. forward to doing another, carna- another carnival this year, Mark. So uh, uh, Looking yeah, forward to catching up. up with you, Tim. Yep, love it over there. We'll, we'll catch up with you Saturday, Mark. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, everybody. Cheers, then. Bye. All right, Mark Turner there, Tony, the uh, president of the Kangaroo Island Racing Club. They've got a big month coming up, racing this weekend, a non-tab program, and, of course, the big one, Thursday, 17th of Feb, day one, Saturday, day two, the 19th of February. Looking forward to, yeah, calling my 21st uh, Kangaroo Island Cup. Good on you, Tim, and thank you, Mark Turner, for joining us on Bushbeat. I see the uh, the nomination starting to filter through for the Kings Cove meeting at the Kangaroo Island Racing Club on the weekend, their non-tab program there. Good to see 57 nominations already in for the uh, six-race program there. We have plenty of tab racing coming away this week. Rockhampton on Thursday, Dolby Friday, Gatton and Townsville racing on Saturday, and then into next week, non-tab meeting on Australia Day at Kilcoy and a tab program at uh, Bundaberg on the uh, Saturday of the 29th of January is going to keep us busy over the coming weeks. Plenty of country racing news coming away again next week on Bushbeat here on Radio Tab.